Okay, everyone, I've got a party trick. Next time you are at the grocery store, pick up a pack of mushrooms. If you have one at home right now, go and get them. Bring them out of the fridge. I'm serious. You can go pause the podcast and and get your mushrooms. Okay, flip the package over and look where the mushrooms come from. I am going to guess the mushrooms you're holding come from somewhere in Pennsylvania. Very likely somewhere near Kennett Square. I am not some kind of mushroom psychic as much as whatever being a mushroom psychic is sounds awesome. I know this because the area surrounding this small Pennsylvania hamlet of Kennett Square, which is just about an hour from Philadelphia, produces two-thirds of all the mushrooms sold in the U.S., That is more than 500 million pounds of mushrooms a year. It is the weight of a skyscraper in fungus. But the story of how this beautiful area of Pennsylvania came to be the mushroom capital of the world may not be what you think. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. This Small Town Big Story episode is produced in partnership with Go USA TV. And today, we are headed to Kennett Square. I wanted to know how the area around this charming town came to grow so many mushrooms. So last fall, I went there to meet the growers, to see the harvests, and just to experience all of the mycelium madness of Kennett Square's annual mushroom festival. Roll up your sleeves, because we are going mushroom hunting. After this, if you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. I, uh, I got something. Hey, what is it? I don't, I could be an oyster. Where better to learn about mushrooms than the woods, right? You want to look out for a lot of dead logs and branches. Anything that can rot and deteriorate, you want to look for that because that's where mushrooms thrive. Niles Levin coordinates mushroom forages 
for the Eastern Pennsylvania Mushroom Club. And last fall, he took me out for a mushroom hunt. Niles and I walked through the woods through this little path, and it was beautiful, and it smelled so good. It had that really rich, fertile smell of the forest after rain. And the trees were these beautiful giants coming up out of the forest floor, and below them were the leaves and these down trees that were decaying and creating this little ecosystem where all of these mushrooms thrive. What is this? This looks like turkey tails. It's a medicinal mushroom. The forest seemed really still and really calm to me. But the closer I learned to look and the more I learned to see the mushrooms hiding in plain sight, I realized how fast the ecosystem could change, how quickly these fungi were springing up all over the place. The woods are completely alive. There's a mushroom right here. There's a mushroom right here. There's everywhere you go. On the surface, Kennett Square is just this lovely small town with a bustling historic district filled with restaurants and antique shops, all surrounded by these lush forests, the forests where Niles took me foraging for wild mushrooms. It's a great place for a weekend getaway, but I was here on a mission. I came to Kennett Square for their annual mushroom festival and to learn how this place gained its reputation as the mushroom capital of the world. And the funny thing is, there's actually nothing specific to the surrounding woods that make it a great place for hunting mushrooms. It has nothing to do with the weather in the area or the dirt. There was just plenty of raw materials here, and it started here and just took off. Peter Gray is an exotic mushroom grower at Phillips Mushroom Farms, one of the largest producers in the country. And when he talks about raw materials, he means just the sheer agricultural waste from everyone else's farms. We're talking about old corn cobs, spent wheat, hay from people's horses, even the cocoa shells from the nearby Hershey chocolate plant. And then, of course, all that really incredible manure. That's the thing about mushrooms is we're kind of like the original recyclers. Yeah. Because everything that mushrooms grow on is some kind of agricultural waste. As it turns out, big commercial mushroom farming does not happen in the woods. And it doesn't happen on traditional farms either. It happens in large, climate-controlled, windowless warehouses. Because growing mushrooms is entirely about controlling the soil and controlling the environment. And these farms are where all of this mushroom magic takes place. When I arrived in Kennett Square last year, Peter was kind enough to let me have a look around. So I am getting ready, putting all my hygienic gear on here to go into the mushroom grow area where they're actually coming alive. Located about a mile from Kennett Square's historic district, the farms look more like a cross between a factory and a laboratory than what you might think of as a traditional farm. They've got these really long, tall shelves, all stacked with specimens. Farmers like Peter start the process by mixing spores of whichever mushroom they want to grow into this super-rich compost. And then they either let a machine lay that spore-infused compost out in an even layer across those shelves, or they separate the soil by hand into these little one- or two-cubic-foot bags that get wheeled on carts into growing rooms where they will 
slowly begin to sprout clusters of mushrooms. How many bags like this do you make in a day? 1,200. You make 1,200 so, of these so in a day? We only got 1,150 to go. Great, I'm on number four, <laughs> so yeah, cool. Here is the cool and unseen part. Once in the soil, these spores grow mycelia, the little branching threads, kind of like roots, that eventually create the fruiting bodies, the mushrooms themselves. And then the farmers pull a prank. They drop the temperature and the CO2, and they basically make the mycelia think that it's wintertime. The mycelia freaks out and tries to reproduce by sprouting mushrooms. Tons and tons of mushrooms. And then it's harvest time. Grab the cluster. Okay. And twist it and pull it off. Oh. Like that. All right. Seeing these warehouses full of beautiful, waste-eating fungi was kind of profound. But a, a lot of places have farm waste. So I still wanted to know, why here? Why Kennett Square? Well, the story goes back to the late 1800s. These two flower farmers in Kennett Square were looking at their farms, and they looked at the empty surfaces beneath their flower beds. They were already these sort of raised tables, and they thought, what a waste of space. And then they went to Europe, where mushrooms were already being commercially grown, and they brought some spores back to try it out themselves, to grow them in the space underneath their flowers. They kept at it, and eventually it, it started working. They hired harvesters who went on to start their own farms, and the farmers were sharing knowledge and working hard together. And over time, Kennett Square just became the first place in the U.S. to grow mushrooms on a large commercial scale. And by the mid-1900s, mushrooms were the industry. These days, there are companies uh, around Kennett Square that only make the compost for mushrooms or HVAC technicians who only do ventilation for the mushroom farms. It is a huge part of the area's economy. But here is the other thing about the mushroom business. Once the mushrooms come up, it is a race against the clock. Mushrooms double in size every day. Every 24 hours, they get twice as big. And once they get too big, they can't really be sold anymore. So Peter and the other farmers have to pick tons of mushrooms every single day. It is not an easy job. It is delicate and is done almost exclusively by hand. And it's done really, really quickly because there are thousands of these mushrooms and they're only getting bigger. Average harvester is harvesting uh, 60 to 80 pounds in a minute. In a minute? Yep. That's Tony D'Amico. He and his brother Joe D'Amico run Tojo Mushrooms, another farm in the area. For the record, Tony later corrected himself. It's 60 to 80 pounds of mushrooms an hour, not a minute. But still, insane. It's a pound of mushrooms every minute. When they select a mushroom, they'll, they'll twist it. Okay. The root will pop out like that. Uh-huh. They'll take a knife and they'll cut th this bottom flush and then they'll pack it into the packaging. The harvesters do this plucking, trimming, and packing at a lightning fast speed because the harvest depends on it. Once the mushrooms are up and out of the soil, the clock is ticking. 
Mushroom farming is so fast-paced, we harvest them, we package them, we ship them the same day. By touring mushroom farms in the Kennett Square area, I learned that this is hard, fast-paced work. But as it turns out, growing and harvesting mushrooms has not been the only battle. It was always more of a, like, we can grow mushrooms. How do we get people to eat them? This is Tina Eller, who works with Peter the Farmer. I'm technical director of Phillips Mushroom Farms in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. Tina says that mushrooms, at least historically, have had a real branding problem. There is this mystique around mushrooms, but also a visceral fear people have around mushrooms. Because some mushrooms are deadly, some mushrooms are psychedelic. In Kennett Square, everyone is in the business of getting people to eat more mushrooms. And it's been paying off. Tina says mushrooms are definitely having a bit of a moment right now. But years ago, this was not the case. So this small town had a crop that, you know, had a cult following, but not really wide appeal. So they had an answer. Obviously, they made a festival. The volunteer-run Mushroom Festival draws around 100,000 people to Kennett Square every fall. Of course, it's not just mushrooms that bring people from all over the world to Kennett Square. Just an hour away from Philadelphia, the area's rich in American history. It's got a rolling pastoral landscape, and there are hiking trails and lots of quaint small towns to explore. After a few days of exploring it for myself and falling in love with the area, learning the ins and outs of the fungal industry, I got to see the full mushroom mayhem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2022 Mushroom Festival Eating Competition! Of course, there would not be a festival without a contest. Who thinks we're going to have a new record today? Volunteers lined up rows and rows and so many rows of breaded mushrooms on this long table. And me and about 20 other foolish, foolish people... Uh, all had eight minutes to eat as many of them as we could. And if we won, there were some serious cash prizes. Three, two, one. Here we go. I'll be honest, I love mushrooms, but eating them as fast as possible for eight minutes straight. Pretty intense way to go about loving them. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one. That's it. Hands down. Hands down. I did not set a new record. Uh, Thankfully, there was so much else to do at the festival and in the area. There were mushroom-themed vendors stretching for nearly a mile. There were exhibits about growing mushrooms. You could buy mushroom-themed clothes and art. And above all... We were all just there to celebrate and appreciate the generations of farmers in Kennett Square. Folks who figured out how to take this unpredictable, almost supernatural byproduct of decomposition and turn it into an industry. An industry that brings us mushrooms wherever we might be in the country. Over the course of a few action-packed days in Kennett Square... I got to get a behind-the-scenes glimpse of the fast-paced world of commercial mushroom farming. I feasted on fabulous fungi with thousands of mushroom fans. And as a visitor to the area, I got to see the beauty of the landscape, of the people and the small towns that make up this really unique part of the country. 
They might not advertise it, but this small region of Pennsylvania is a place that completely embodies the idea of sustainability. A place that takes all of this stuff, this farm waste, these corn husks, manure, and uses it as the soil, as the base to grow not just mushrooms, but an entire community dedicated to this remarkable crop. If you're interested in visiting Kennett Square yourself, and you should be, it is a really charming town, there is a lot more going on than just the Mushroom Festival. You can find out more information at brandywinevalley.com. We'll put a link for that in the show notes. And if you want to see me uh, go inside these incredible mushroom farms and follow me through the festival, you can watch the full episode from our award-winning series, Small Town Big Story. You will find it and other episodes on our site. We will drop a link in the show notes for that as well. We will see you next time. This episode was produced by Katie Thornton. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. At Rural First, we're the leader in rural construction loans because we don't work here. We work out here. We live rural, which means we know just what you need to build rural. Our dedicated team of loan specialists works with you throughout the construction process. And with our digital tool, you can manage your project all in one place. That's how Rural First gets you closer to what matters. Rural First is a registered trademark of Farm Credit Mid-America. NMLS 407249. Equal housing lender. Loan subject to approval and eligibility. Other terms and conditions may apply. Visit RuralFirst.com for more details. Picture this. You're on a John Deere compact tractor, enjoying the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you.